Welcome to Nice to Have a Friend. I'm Lauren. And I'm Allison. We're friends from college who crave the feeling of quality time with good people. This podcast was created to celebrate the simple feeling of friendship, and each episode is a virtual hangout session to share with all of you. This week, we focus on the hard reality we all face at some point, friendship breakups. Season four is here. I am so excited about this. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, we've only been gone for, what, two weeks, but I feel like it has been a longer time, but also not that long, because Lauren and I just met last week to talk about season four. We have our whole, like, we feel very proud of ourselves because we have our whole season four planned, which season three, you guys, Lauren and I have, we're going through it the last season because we were just running around like crazy so we're glad and very excited to be back and have some super exciting things that we're looking forward to sharing with you this season yes so when we met to you know go over podcast plans at the golden rose which has become our like yeah. podcast <laughs> headquarters for when we are launching like a new season we tend to stick to capybara and knoxville more when we're you know doing the week-to-week stuff but golden rose has become our headquarters for launches and people were like oh how did it go and i was like really good we kind of cranked out like 15 episode ideas like around that it was seriously a lot so leading off of that this season really isn't going to have a theme again just like season three really didn't have a theme but we're super excited because we have come up with a great mix of really fun topics and also some really you know more serious more below the surface mm. topics and we're really excited to mix those back in because we definitely miss those from yeah season three. i think lauren and i both talked about how with our last season being so week by week which is something Lauren and I are not necessarily the best at because we just were trying to get things done through work and make sure that we had all of our work stuff figured out. So the podcast kind of came not second, but I think our ideas were not as fresh. Um, But I think we looked back on our first two seasons and the whole point of this podcast is to have fun, which is what you do with your friends, but also talking about stuff that maybe isn't as fun or as exciting to talk about, or at least something that can be harder to talk about. And we're excited because this season is a mix of all of those aspects of friendship. And today is definitely like hitting the ground running on one that's not necessarily as fun, but is something we think that everybody relates to, will relate to, or has had kind of a I don't know, I guess an experience with that we thought we could shed some light on and also share our experiences on that as well. So that you know you're not alone in dealing with the hard stuff, which is friendship breakups. So why exactly did we choose to talk about friendship breakups, Lauren? Yeah, I love that you mentioned that because I'm glad we're starting season four with this because it's kind of the other side of nice Mm -hmm. to have a friend. Like friendship is so, so great. And I think that's why it hurts so badly when it goes sour and friendship breakups I would argue are worse than romantic breakups in most cases because with a friendship breakup I feel like there's so much more ingrained in more aspects of your life than maybe a boyfriend or girlfriend or anything because they're just more ever present in your life for a longer period of time, especially depending on how long Mm -hmm. you've known them. And I think depending on 
how close people are to you or kind of what stage of life you were close to someone. I think they probably have shared in a lot of those like pivotal moments or a lot of vulnerable moments. Cause I know for me, something that I always struggled with, with my friendships, especially until college was vulnerability. And so just knowing that there are some people that maybe you shared some of those hard things with that aren't there anymore, that can, that can hurt a lot. Yeah. It's easy to look back on it and be like, yikes. Like I told her, so Mm. much about how I was feeling when I was going through this really vulnerable stage and like now she knows that about me and we're not friends anymore so that's kind of like this it's just this feeling that lingers so much more than a romantic breakup so I'm excited (laughs) that we're talking about it today because I know you all we're super excited to make everybody sad (laughs) I'm just kidding I'm just kidding but we did say that this is something that neither of us really thought about because I think Especially as you're transitioning into, I don't know, specifically I think Lauren and I realized a lot of the friendship breakup stuff in college or like coming out of college now into this post-grad life. Um, And now I think we agreed we are more ready or prepared to handle it because we've experienced it before. But I think coming into college especially, like you don't think about that transition into adulthood in that sense you know you do think about a college career or making friends or like getting a job whatever but you're not thinking about losing people and it's not necessarily like this big dramatic thing in every sense of the word like a movie or something it's just you don't expect necessarily into the transition of all the good things it can bring some of the hard things that you lose along the way so um yeah I know that for us you know we're gonna share some of the experiences that we have had but I think it's kind of a two-way street like it's not always dramatic sometimes it's really just kind of like recognizing that you're not around people anymore and you grow and you change and that's why this is such like a big cloud conversation yeah I love what you said also about transitions because I know if you've been around the podcast since season one we talk about this period of transition and how we handle transitions so often because we are in this most you know, transition-filled phase of life because we not too recently transitioned from high school to college and then we transferred Mm -hmm. from college to out of college. So I think friendship breakups so often tend to happen in these transitional seasons. So it's really, I think, important for me at least to just be like really self, you know, self reflective (laughs) in this period about friendship and what it means to me so I'm excited to get into it all right so I guess we the best way to start this is to kind of share our experiences that we've had with some friendship breakups so kind of like I said before none of the quote-unquote breakups that I've had have been dramatic like there wasn't some big cataclysmic event not drown yes, drag out. it's not like a mean girls throwing paper across the walls of the high school while everybody's fighting each other and recording it on flip phones like that's not what's happened but I think one of my first ones that I can really I just viscerally remember was being in high school I was friends with this group of girls that they were all great like there's not really anything wrong with any of them none of them were particularly like adversarial to me it's nothing like that but I think it was just one of those situations where I realized that like I wasn't getting what I was trying to give like I would be excluded from things or forgotten to be invited to things and this was like a group of people that had been my friends for a long time and so that really hurt and I felt like I was always trying to play catch up to like 
I guess, be good enough. That's what it felt like. And so I realized that this was silly. And I think part of my problem was because I was at a small private girls' school, I definitely had a period of time where I was friends with like every single friend group in our grade. And that was something that I did on purpose in middle school because I just felt like I hadn't found my people. So I tried to be friends with everyone. And that was great. But it also came with a drawback of like, which people are like my real friends like which ones are the ones your true ingrained yes. friendship I'm sure you felt like you were never fully ingrained I, I in didn't until high school like I knew which group I needed like I should have spent more of my time with and they were a lot more like me they were a lot goofier like to play board games they still did and did, went and did fun stuff we still had guy friends but it was just for some reason my brain kept trying to win the approval of this other group of people and so like in my junior year of high school, I realized this is so stupid. Stop doing this. Like I, this feels like a big move, but like I switched lunch tables. Like I started sitting at a different lunch table and hung out with this different group of people. And, no, that's a big yeah. move. And it sounds like it's not. And, but so, and it again, is. it wasn't anything negative about these other people. It was more of just a, I stopped trying to win the approval of people that were not really trying to give that effort back to me and so I I remember one day just being in the library and this girl that joined this old friend group I was in very recently they had this like big group text that I wasn't in anymore and like all of these things they would do like get ready for football games or go to dances or whatever and this girl very casually not trying to say anything was just like oh yeah me and my friends are gonna go do this thing tonight and I remember and you were like, sitting there and friends. just like seething on the inside and I was like did you just say my friends like I'd have I haven't been friends with these people for like five years and like we don't know this like you don't know you know that I was friends with these people for five years you know and so it's little moments like that where I realized that I just kind of had to I had to make that mature decision for myself of like okay this is not the group of people I need to be with because if I have to try so hard to get an invite or or even just be remembered it was not worth my time anymore and so you know, that was kind of the first time that I had to disassociate myself from something because it wasn't healthy for me to feel like I always had to be good enough or to try harder when I just needed to be myself and the people that loved me and wanted me around fully, you know, not like there was anything wrong with these other people or they were doing anything against me, but it was just like the people that wanted me and invited me and included me and loved me, I for some reason didn't notice it until way too late. And yeah. so, <laughs> and I noticed you said you had to, you felt like you had to win their approval of this other group and we should never no. <laughs> have to win approval of our true friends. Our very being should just mm -hmm. be enough for them yeah. if they're true And I friends. feel like that's just a very high school thing or even like a middle school thing. I think that just comes yeah, with maturity it is, it and is. being comfortable with yourself enough to know that you're worth not having to stretch yourself thin for people to deal with you I guess and so that was the first time that yeah. I had to have like a friendship breakup and I didn't even know it at the time I had a more dramatic friendship breakup and when you're like have you ever had a friendship breakup yes this one immediately comes to Ooh. mind because it truly felt like and I'm gonna bring this like full circle so it's not gonna be as you know crazy I'm spilling yeah. the tea but yeah it's just, if someone says, if you had a friendship breakup, this experience comes to mind for me. Um, I had this friend all through middle school and we just, one day something super random happened and it's so random, like I'm not even going to go into it. Um, like something happened and we were not friends from that point on. And 
it hurt so bad. I felt like it was my fault. I felt like I needed to get back in her good graces. I was hoping she would change her mind after a few days. I felt awful. I cried. I was generally so sad. And so as an Enneagram 9, this was kind of my first experience with this feeling Mm -hmm. because I never really even had a breakup that absolutely tore me up. So this was awful for me. And it, you know, run its course over the summer. We were not friends for the whole summer um, between eighth grade and high school year. So going back to this, you know, like trans- time of transition can cause friendship breakups. And then freshman year, we had every single class together. And this isn't like an all-girls school where that, you know, may happen. This was kind of random that we had every like single class together. <laughs> yes. And so we just fell back into habit of being friends again because we had some really great qualities as friends but then you know over time I could just tell she was not the true friend that I needed in my life and we were still friends and everything through high school but I still felt the same way that you Mm -hmm. described I felt like she was the ringleader of our friend group and I was always struggling to keep up and I was always feeling like did they not invite me to that because of this reason or did it just happen sporadically or you know just going through all these feelings in my head when I would see that so and so were hanging out and I wasn't there and there were also a lot of oh we did this on Saturday you should have came on Monday (laughs) and it's too late Um, So it kind of went on like that for a little while. And then senior year of high school, there were a few things when we were all still friends and everything. And then there were a few things one after the other that she did that just really, really hurt my feelings, like hurt my self-confidence. Felt just one after the other, her trying to take me down a few pegs. It always felt like we were frenemies, like she was just digging at me constantly. So I completely cut ties with her because I was so angry. I ignored her very presence. If she came into the room, I would like not even acknowledge that she was in there. It was honestly petty, but at that point, I felt like the way she was treating me was so despicable that I just couldn't fathom being nice to her anymore, which is sad to say. So, you know, senior year was kind of rocky for me because all of our other friends kind of tried to be friends with us both, but because I was the person completely shunning her, you know, I got left out of most of the stuff, which I'm totally fine with because I chose to, you know, remove myself from that situation. And it was hard in a way, but also it was great in a way because I discovered all of these other people from my high school that I really was able to connect with before, you know, senior year ended. So on the bright side, though, things ended much better at the end of senior year we were okay with each other in each other's presence you know she would 
say hi to me. I could say hi to her and it would be fun. And then also just over the time of going to college and realizing things were not as dramatic and important as you used to think that they were, we have gotten so much more comfortable with each other. If something happens that really makes us think of each other, we can text each other and be like, hey, this is funny, ha ha. But it's not like we're ever going to be best friends forever again. And I'm okay with that. It's gotten to this really good point where it's healthy. You know, she came to my bridal shower because I was still really close with her sister and her mom. And she came to my bridal shower and um, I went to her sister's bridal shower. And we are at this great point right now. And I'm so happy that the story has like a happy ending. Um, And it all just really worked out for the best in that situation. But it was definitely really, really hard for me when I was going through all those different points. Yeah, I think that that's, I think it's cool that you were able to reconcile part of it to where it's like that person's still a part of your life, but they just don't need to be as yes. ever present in it. And I also helped me realize so many tips for friendship breakups that I'm going to share mm-hmm. a little bit later. But that experience, I felt like made me such a wiser friend and I'm you know, glad that we are doing this episode today so I can share a little I bit agree. of that. But <laughs> do you have another friendship breakup story? Similar to what you said as far as it's more of learning how to distance yourself because I think honestly in some cases there are people that we know are not good for us or they're not good to us. I just have like specific people in mind where it's like I know that when they kind of want to keep up with me it doesn't feel genuine maybe it is maybe they think they're being genuine but sometimes it just feels like wanting to keep tabs on me more than it is like understanding or like wanting to actually know what's going on in my life and I think part of that just goes back to looking at those moments of choosing to be vulnerable and then feeling like I put a feeling in the wrong hands or you know that I let a low part of myself be seen by someone that I don't necessarily trust with those hard emotions, you know? And so I have people in my life that I don't mind to see, but it's kind of like, I'll let them initiate us seeing each other, or I will kind of be specific in what I plan to do so that it's a good thing for me, but I don't let myself, I guess, like cross a boundary. Um, And I don't know if that makes sense, but hopefully people out there kind of understand what I mean. Whereas like, I love this person and I do want the best for them. But I know that our friendship is not the same. Like it has changed in a way where I have grown and I know what I'm going to deal with and what I'm not. And so it's just kind of some of these things are not necessarily even like you just move on and don't have these people in your life. Like sometimes that's not an option because you don't necessarily want to fully cut someone out or you don't feel like that's a good choice and so I think that there's also just ways where kind of like with your situation Lauren you still have them in your life but it just you have kind of made that choice to change what that relationship looks like and kind of protect yourself a little bit I guess is a better way to put it that's a great point that also leads into kind of the concept of convenience friends sometimes you just stay friends with someone that you shouldn't because it's convenient I feel like in that situation that you just mentioned and in the other two also, it's just convenient. And so there's this whole category of convenience friends. Yeah. And I think that's something that you definitely see when you go to college for the first time, because I mean, there are people that I talk to every day in high school that I thought were the greatest people ever. And now it's like, you know, what hurts is when you go see that someone unfollowed you on Instagram or something. Like, I think we're one of the first generations that's having to actually like 
grow up where that is a thing um but it's like you see someone you're like i thought we were tight and you unfollowed me like what's the deal with that i actually liked keeping up with your wife but i think it's a similar kind of idea of that as far as like if you're not in the same classes with these people or you're not on the same schedule of these people like you're not going to keep in touch with each other and I think you see that for the first time when you go to college because I would say a lot of people like keep in touch and share what they're doing like that first semester of college but then once people kind of get acquainted to a new home or new friends and a new lifestyle it's like people start to drop off and I think too that's where Lauren and I were saying like we have convenience friends from college that we do not see like I do not talk to these people even people that I worked with and it's like they were definitely a convenience friend like we were only friends because we worked together like I would never see them and you both recognize but it's that. okay yeah. because it's like I've experienced that before so it doesn't hurt me the same way it's just kind of like a, oh that's sad but we're not in the same shared environment and you can still take valuable things away from the mm-hmm. friendship and I think it's so important to be aware that it's a convenience friendship because there was one situation for me in college where I thought I had these really, really good friends and we had a class together and then we had another class together and then we didn't have any more classes together and I still wanted to be their friend. I thought we were still friends, but I would always hear them absolutely trash talk their other best friends who always wanted to hang out with them and it got to the point where I was always asking them to do something and they were never initiating hanging out with me and I realized crap I was a total convenience friend and I didn't even realize it like I saw it as a real friendship and it wasn't so I when I when I reached that point I was just like okay I'm just never gonna text them again until they text Mm me we still haven't talked (laughs) so that's you know, when it's a good time to realize you have convenience friends, for sure. And it's a good part of life to have. Yeah, I'm definitely. And I mean, we're laughing, but we know that it's hard. Um, I think it's just once you learn to yeah. recognize it, I guess it's not as hard anymore. Like, it's just... Yes, I'm way better at recognizing it after four years of college than I was during college, for sure. Now, one thing that Lauren and I reflected on when we were trying to think about, you know, when did we start struggling with this I think the hardest part that we both agreed with in kind of figuring out who are your real friends who are the people that are making that effort with you was when we went home from school like whenever we went back home whether it was Christmas yeah in the the summer and I think that that is where a lot of that really uncomfortable part of growing up starts to really affect you or at least I know that was the case for me because Lauren I don't know kind of how you felt about this but I think at one year at Tennessee I felt like I was such a different person than I was in high school some of that was good some of it was bad but coming back home was so tough because I was grateful and very blessed to when I came to Tennessee I I like found the right people. I've said that on this podcast. I tell people that, but I definitely feel like God blessed me with great friends. Like you and I even met freshman year, even though we didn't really know each other at the time because Lauren yeah. met me in the middle of this like anxiety ridden two week period where I was like having panic attacks and going kind of nuts. And so I, I was not in the mood to like try and meet new people. So I'm so sorry, Lauren, that it took us two years to reconnect. <laughs> but um, whenever I would come back home, it was so hard because one, my best friends from high school did not like spend time at home in the summer. Some of them were traveling. Some of them lived in other states, like across the country. People were doing internships. 
And then it's like the people that were home were those people that I kind of distanced myself from and didn't want to like reconnect with. And that was so hard because you feel like you don't have this place anymore in this home that you lived in for like 18 years of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. And I had the same experience, especially that first summer, because I had distanced myself from my main friend group. So when I came back, it was like, who do I hang out with anymore? Did I ever have friends? It felt all of a sudden like I had never had any friends in high school because I just felt pretty lonely. And also I had this feeling, you know, I interned somewhere in my hometown that first summer. And whenever I would talk to even people that I worked with there or anyone, honestly, I felt this really weird sensation because I had went and experienced this new thing going to college outside of my hometown that a lot of the people that I was interacting with on a daily basis had never experienced. Mm -hmm. Most people from my hometown stay in the hometown, which is great. But I just felt like no one could really relate to me anymore and I couldn't relate to home anymore. And so I just felt this weird disconnect all the time. Like even just this, it doesn't even really go back to a basic friendship level. It just kind of goes back to like this weird transition experience. But I think it was important for me to realize, you know, I have this new experience at college and these people in college really understand me. And then my best friends are still going to be able to relate Mm -hmm. to me because they're going to try to see things from, you know, my view instead of just being like, I cannot even understand that. So that was like a really interesting dynamic for me, but I like have grown to appreciate it. It is for what it is, kind of. I still remember being, I came home for Christmas, um, freshman year of college, and I was invited to a party by, from someone with like this big gaggle of people. It was at this girl's house and it was girls and guys, and we were all there reconnecting. Like you have people going to school all across the country. And it was some of these people that I like honestly did not want to see again, but some of my really good friends are going to be there too. So it was a mixed bag. And I was like, I'm just going to go like, you know, it'll be fine. And I remember leaving that next day and I was like, just this weird meta moment where I was just sitting there like looking back at everything and being like I don't want to be in this world anymore like I like the people I'm around now even though things are hard and I'm growing and I'm changing and I think that's what's so hard is because especially that period where you're in college or just like meeting new people it's like do I like these people because they're comfortable or do I like them because I genuinely feel like I have a real friendship with yes. them. And so that was super weird. College is a great moment yeah. for that. Yeah, because in high school, you have to be friends mm-hmm. with these people because you see them every single day. In college, you completely can choose who you spend mm-hmm. your time around. So it's just this sudden dynamic change. And I think that's the where the beauty of college friendships truly lies is because you know that these people are seeking you out and you are seeking them out you have to make an effort because if not you're not going to see each other (laughs) yes exactly and I don't know if you ever experienced this Allison but this is something that's always been weird for me um you know if you still follow people that you went to high school with on snapchat or instagram when you start seeing them post these people that you do not know at all and they're suddenly 
like always in their Instagram story or always in their Snapchat. They're spending all their time together and you don't know them. Because when I, like especially coming from a super small town, if people ever posted anything that they were doing, I knew where they were, who they were with, oh, yeah. <laughs> how like long they had been hanging out, if they um, spent the night together after school, if blah, 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 blah. Like I knew every facet of it. And then all of a sudden it's so weird when people post this brand new experience of people that you don't know and this new experience and also recognizing that I am posting people that my friends from home have no clue who it is, but that person is my best friend. Like when I post about you or Skylar, my friends from home have no clue who you are, but you guys are way more ingrained in my daily <laughs> life than them. So it's like this weird I guess. Feeling. I don't really think about that, but sometimes I'll have these moments where, especially if I'm like at work, like the other day, uh, this is not related to this conversation, sorry guys, but I was on a boat like shooting the rowing team at the University of Tennessee. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, you know, sometimes I just wish I could like, my friends from home could like see through my eyeballs and like see what I'm doing right now. And it's not because it's like a ego thing it's more of just uh sometimes I wonder if they're like wondering what I'm doing because I'll wonder what they're doing when I haven't talked to them in a while um yeah. but I've just tried to take that as an no I yeah see but I saying. sometimes I try to take that as an opportunity of like when I think of someone I tell them I'm thinking about them I've tried to be so much better about doing that because I used to think I'm I used to think that. that was weird because I was like especially if it was my guy friends because I was like I don't want them to think that I'm trying to like Ugh. and I'm like no if I had see something I'm, and it makes me think of a friend I'm just going to tell them that I care about them because yeah. I spent so long feeling like I was the friend people forgot about I think that it has as much as this stuff kind of sucks sometimes to think about and deal with in the moment I think that all of this hardness and this pain makes you a better friend in the long run which you said earlier so it's yeah, like I have learned absolutely. to let people know that I'm thinking about them because I know what it felt like to feel forgotten or like you know and I'm not the best at it I'm not perfect by any means but it's just like yeah you saying that it's kind of like it's cool to see what people from home are doing even if you're not close anymore but I also want them to know that I think about them and that I care about them too. I don't know if that, I feel like that loop made sense in my yeah. head. Might not have made sense, but whatevs. <laughs> no, that made sense. And I also, I just said that I'm not good about doing that, but I actually am because <laughs> I will always send people like memes or funny tweets or videos that connect between us, like some kind of niche thing that we have connected over. I am so good about making the effort to actually send it to that person and be like, ha ha ha. So I know that's a, that's a little bit different than saying, I was thinking of you, but it's just the way that I like yeah. to express to people, like, I remember this experience that we went through together and I want to send you this. Well, it's like, I'll laugh. tell them what it was so, that made me think about them, kind of like that. It might not be a meme or something. Yeah. Like when Lauren sends me things and she's like, we could post yeah. this on the podcast story, but you don't like soup, which is like a, some meme today she sent me about <laughs> soup. Because in our fall opinions <laughs> episode, I said that I think soup is stupid. And now I'm never going to live that down on Lauren. So, oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't even roasting you. I was just saying like, I would post this, but oh, I recognize that you don't like soup. Like at least I remember you that you, you don't do like remember. soup. You know, I've had people tell me, they're like, how do you remember stuff? Because like if I'm friends with someone, if you tell me something, thing I'm not always gonna remember like one of my best friends Morgan she works at uh, the hospital and she is all into the body and the things the body does and like medicine and medical stuff and she tells me things and it's like the Charlie Brown wah 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 and it's not because I don't care it's just because I don't yeah. understand it but unless it's like you don't have room <laughs> in your yes. brain so for unless that. it's like medical jargon I'm going to remember the things you tell me and I have had people point blank say to me 
how do you remember that? And I'm like, guys, this is a steel trap up here. I remember everything that you ever told me. Yeah, I'm really bad. I cannot remember specific things that people have said or even done, but I'm pretty good at remembering like the big picture things. Like sometimes it'll take me a couple times of you telling me you're allergic to nuts and then I'll get it and I won't forget anymore. So I'm good and bad at that situation. Well, guys, I feel like I really derailed this train here, but I was going to say the (laughs) nice thing is we've gotten to the lighter part of this episode because Lauren and I feel like we have some points of advice uh, for anyone that maybe is struggling with this or at least just our takeaways from dealing with kind of growing out of friendships. So Lauren, would you like to start us off with something you have learned over the course of your evolving friendships in life? So I was listening to this podcast episode recently, and I loved what the host said. And the episode was also about friendship breakups. It's not one of my favorite podcasts, but I'll probably link it down below just in case you are pretty interested in this topic. Um, But the host said they were describing a friendship as toxic, but they added the disclaimer that each person in the friendship was not toxic themselves it was more the relationship together and sometimes how the toxicity of the friendship can just overwhelm your entire life because you're not a toxic person and they're not a toxic person but your relationship together is toxic and I think that's really really good to remember because I used to struggle with but now I'm so much better at remembering that you or I are always going to be the villain in another person's story. So I can sit here and say, you know, she did this, she did that, she did this. But my friend can also tell her friends, Lauren did this and Lauren did this and Lauren did this. So I think it's important to remember there are two sides to every story and you have done things to them as well as they have done things to you. So that has been such a game changer for me to remember and really a good point in helping me forgive someone completely, knowing that I have also done things yeah. that need to be forgiven. Because I think if they are if they were your friend at one point, there's something about them that you loved and something yeah. about you that they loved. I think it's just important to remember that not – every person is well suited for someone's full authentic person person. and that doesn't mean that someone's evil like i don't think lauren and i any of the people that maybe our stories were originated from today we would not say we hate those people or don't want them to have the best things in life but i think we can feel really frustrated and angry about the way they made us feel and i think I think we're all guilty of that. So just like you said, I think it's important for us to have grace for other people because there are going to be times where... Yes, that's a great way to put it. it We hope other people have it for us as well. So I think that that's a good, a cool point that that podcast brought up. You wrapped it up so much better than me, (laughs) having grace for other people because we need grace ourselves. You hit the nail on the head right there. So what's your first piece of advice, I just need to say we can just stitch that on a pillow. Um, I'll just start a list of Allison's (laughs) quotes. Just kidding. Um, I think the... Well, I did mention that I want to learn how to needle point. So maybe we'll do a (laughs) new needle point. Cool. That'll be number one on the pillow. Um, But I think my first one is more of something that you can actually tangibly do, which is make boundaries for yourself. I think that I kept trying to force something that wasn't supposed to be and that was really hard on me because it just always made me wonder what's wrong with me but kind of like we just said 
sometimes two people are not meant to understand every facet of each other and i think that that can go for a romantic relationship but that can go for friendships too and i think when i found people that understood me and saw me at my worst and can handle me being a perfectionist or nitpicky or kind of critical and judgmental sometimes but they also see the best parts of me and they love me through all of that I think it just gives you a better idea of what boundaries to set because you deserve to be loved for who you are all the time not just the best parts of you and I think that I struggled in high school with trying to always be the best version of me because that's when I felt like I was loved the best by the people I was around at certain times and I had to learn how to kind of work backwards from that and just know when people were not giving me that kind of like love and care that you deserve or like all of us deserve so I think it's just important to make a boundary with how people around you treat you or like what you're going to put up with and what you're not going to put up with and I think that that's something that comes with time but also with evaluating your how you feel with the people you love the most and kind of setting from there how you're going to deal with the people that maybe don't treat you that way no I totally get it that's really important and I feel like that also relates back to the Enneagram. Mm. I think some people are, you know, better at setting boundaries than others. And I think it's an important thing to keep in mind for sure. So my next little tidbit kind of goes into that. And I feel like two of my pieces of advice aren't super tangible. But this other one that I have is really try to work on self-reflection. This is something that I have gotten 100,000 times better at since high school. In high school, I don't think I self-reflected 0% of my time. I seriously was never thinking about how am I acting? Why am I acting this way? Why am I doing this? Why did I say this? And I know it's easy to slip into the slope the slippery slope of overthinking, but working on self-reflection and being kind in your self-reflection will get you so far because this, I think, specifically relates to one aspect of friendship that I've always noticed, but when friendships really start to get toxic for me, I can start to take, this also goes back to me being an Enneagram 9, I can take on a toxic personality trait that someone else has and start to, you know, deploy it in my life. So if my friend was mean or snarky or judgmental, I could become mean and snarky and judgmental in very specific ways that kind of manifested in my life. And my mom and Preston would be really good about, you know, like identifying that. Lauren, why are you acting this way? Is it because blah, blah, blah also acts this way? And it was so important for me to like snap back to reality and realize if you are acting more mean because your friend is mean, that's not good. And you guys do not need to be friends. And I think I see that happen in other people all the time. They used to not be that way, but then they started being friends with this person and now they're this way. So I think just working on the overall theme of self-reflection has been a game changer for me. That's good. That's important for a lot of aspects of life. So <laughs> not just friendship. So I agree It with that. really is. Uh, for my next one, that's kind of, I feel like it's in the same vein, but I think it's important to remember how people make you feel about yourself. I'm not, and I'm not talking about like, or yeah, yes, I'm not talking people, about like, yes, yeah. men. I'm, th- I'm talking about 
the people who make you feel seen, I guess, and known, uh, those are the people that I would spend more of your energy on. So, I mean, that was my struggle in high school is that I knew the people who made me feel seen. I knew the people who made me feel known, but for some reason I felt like I needed to make everybody see me and know me and know that I wasn't yeah. a bad person. And a lot of times that made me come off as I was trying too hard and it's because I was, but I was trying too hard to make everyone make me feel or like know that I was worthy of that friendship and that love. So I yeah. think something that's important to keep in mind is the people who make you feel the most seen and known and who are going to be there for you are the people that you might want to be investing more of your time with and not chasing that feeling from people who are not willing to give it back. That's a really great point. It's so hard to, it's easier said than done. Oh yeah. (laughs) But when you can do it, it's amazing for sure. All these pieces of advice are easier said than done. I mean, I am fully aware that I still do this now. But the thing is, I'm aware of it where I was not aware of it in high school. So you have to like talk yourself down and be like, Allison, Allison, stop it. Stop trying to go chase the shiny thing over in the corner. You have great things right here in front of you. So it's not that easy. That's a great point. My last piece of advice is a little bit lighter. But if your mom does not like this friend, there is a good reason. I am telling you 9.9 out of 10 times, if your mom thinks there's a red flag, something is up. Because I think the people the closest to us can tell when someone is not good for us way earlier than we can tell. Oh, for sure. And I mean, even if it's not, yeah, even if it's not like, say you're like closer with your dad or your aunt, whatever, like whoever is that. Oh yeah, it does not have to be Yeah, whoever that figure is in your life that is the guiding over you and like mentoring you or nurturing you if I feel like they like you said they know you so well they're gonna know people who are kind of giving you what you deserve and what you're not I would hope so yeah I would agree with that and they're gonna be the first people to notice when you take on those toxic traits that I mentioned earlier so it's always good to have like those core people in your life that and at first you're probably gonna be like no mom this is the best friend I'll ever have I'm gonna tell her everything because she'll never not be my friend we're gonna be friends for life and then your mom was right and they're not your friend for life (laughs) oh gosh you know, my last one's actually, feel, I feel like, pretty similar to this, and it is remember the people who are in your corner, just, like, the people who are there on your crappiest days and love you just the same. Um, yeah. I will say something that, I said this earlier, but I really struggled in high school with being vulnerable with people. Like, I did not cry in front of people. I did not try to get angry in front of people. A lot of that is how the Enneagram has kind of debunked my brain of I was trying to be the perfect kid all the time. Because, okay, first of all, when I say this, I'm not saying this to be like, <laughs> listen to out. That's not why I'm saying this, but it's it's important president. context. But it's like, I was student council president. I was basically homecoming queen. I was like editor of the yearbook. I was a captain of the it was the bowling team but like still I had all these like leadership things and I felt like I had to be on 24 7 and so it was like I couldn't be negative I couldn't be mad I couldn't cry I couldn't be pissy I couldn't make a negative comment about someone like I just felt like I had this like arrow on my back of I had to be the model kid all the time which also put an arrow on my back because people don't like the model kid people think the model kid tries too hard and gets everything she wants even though I struggled all the time because where I earned the like leadership stuff I didn't have the social life other people had I didn't have boyfriends I didn't have the body that all the other skinny like blonde people had you know like I struggled with that I had a hard time being vulnerable is the thing is 
because I felt like I had this image that I had to maintain all the time. So that made that yeah. made part of my friendship journey really hard because I would only really talk to my family. And I'm very grateful that I have a family that I feel safe with and can talk to about stuff. Like I would tell my mom everything that I struggled with because I knew my mom was a steel trap. Like it wasn't going to go anywhere. I didn't have to worry about a rumor spreading or someone knowing I was mad at them, yeah. whatever. So when I went to college, like, I had a hard time for the first, like, year and a half of keeping up with my high school friends other than, like, the three that I really made an effort with. And I just remember one of my friends who went to, like, our brother's school, like, called me out of the blue one time when he was driving somewhere. I don't remember why. And I was so surprised because I was like, I've not talked to you in, like, a year. I don't remember the last time that we, like, met face to face. And I just remember we started like playing phone tag with each other every couple months keeping up with each other and it kind of inspired me to do that with other friends and the point of all this is to say like as you grow as a person remember the people who are willing to grow with you like I hadn't reached out to this person in a year and they still were willing to reach out to me to talk to me to be there even though I wasn't being a good friend and it's just like when you have those people who are willing to put in the work with you or who have always been there no matter what roller coaster of you're at at the moment, whether you're at the top or at the bottom, I think it's really important to try again or like reconnect or to make an effort with those people and the people who have always been in your corner and who have made that effort with you because it helps you to be a good friend to return that favor to other people. I love that I completely forgot where I was going with that. I had the points and then I just like went. No, it's hard because like you know all these little deep feelings that you had all these times and you're trying to express it in like three yeah. sentences and it's hard to express how you felt about this big topic over time in these super minute yeah. ways that other people may not have well, experienced. I just think it's so funny because Lauren so. and I have spent so much time reflecting on high school the beginning stages of college because I think that's where a lot of this really comes into play but it's like that was such an important part of your life at one point in time but it's like so yes, insignificant now. It's crazy. Like I just... Those things that I spent weeks agonizing over, these people that I spent so much time wondering, like, trying and doing, I'm like, they don't, I don't talk to any of them. Like, I do not care anymore. It's just funny how you grow. That's another blanket piece of advice. You think it matters so much at the time, but honestly, in just a couple of months, it probably will not matter again. So just try to like not obsess over it and I know that that's so much easier said than done but I wish someone had told me that when I was just be you and love the people that let you be you I think that's the moral of Lauren and I's story today well guys that is gonna wrap up Lauren and I's whole conversation on friendship breakups as much as it like we said before as much as it sucks to go through this stuff I really genuinely feel like it makes you a better friend because you you remember those places that you felt and you want to make sure that you do not make any of your friends feel that way and Lauren and I are by no means perfect um and we do we are not the like gospel on like how to be friends or whatever but this is nice to have a friend we think friendship's important but it's also important to talk about the ways that friendship can sting and we hope that you guys got something out of this today and maybe we were sage and gave you some good advice I have no idea but let us know if we gave you some good advice we'd love to know that we weren't just rambling about nothing well something that none of us would pick is a friendship breakup but In every episode, Lauren and I do have something we like to pick as our one of the week, which is our favorite thing of the week. It's a person, place, thing, whatever we love. Lauren, what is your one of the week this week? Well, mine actually relates to Miss Taylor Swift this week, but I went with Preston, my husband, to um, 
our hometown this weekend to stay at um, a house on the lake with his family and we got there on Friday and we had such a good time like watching movies and playing games with his family and it was raining and drizzly and foggy the whole weekend and I told Preston I have never felt ever more vibes more than I felt this weekend and I actually posted a little story of it on my Instagram because the Evermore vibes were just so present this weekend and I know Allison and I have mentioned doing an episode about hygge this season, which is the Danish word for, you know, coziness. And I kind of relate Evermore to that same vein. So my one of the week is Evermore vibes. And I'm going to try to look for more instances in the coming weeks when I can really evoke the Evermore vibes before summer gets here. Because I feel like that is when you cannot have Evermore vibes Is anymore. that why you posted a story of uh, Twilight or whatever that I didn't understand and Sorry, had to explain to me what it meant. <laughs> that isn't why I posted that because it was just raining all weekend. And I was like, it's Forks, Washington this weekend. Let's post about Twilight. I need to borrow that from you. I said I wanted to reread it so that I could. Yeah, shoot. I should have gotten it when I was home this okay, weekend. Okay, next time. I'll remind Dang. you next time you go home. It's not necessarily Evermore vibes. Actually, that's nowhere close to Evermore vibes. But my one of the week is actually a recipe. I have made it at least four or five times in the last month um and it is from eat yourself skinny which lauren and i are both like oh we don't love the blog name but it's fine um but it's she makes really good recipes. she does make really good recipes and it is a recipe for turkey meatballs with this like spicy sriracha sauce and i have been trying to meal prep i've been meal prepping every week since christmas i've been doing a great job i'm really proud of myself um but they're the easiest things to make it takes like 30 minutes to make and bake the meatballs and 10 minutes for this like glaze thing that goes over them and you can just do that while they're baking and it makes like 20 you can get some shredded carrots and some rice and it's a good whole balanced meal and also it just tastes really good and I feel like it's increasing my spice tolerance so I just want to say this is me and Lauren trading places I'm being the domestic one this week and picking a recipe it's yeah one of the week but if you're just trying to meal prep or even if you're just trying to eat better or you just want to try something I would highly recommend this it is it is foolproof like I'm not dumb I'm I'm smart I know how to follow a recipe but I'm not someone who's patient enough to sit and like braise and roast a chicken like lauren is and so i (laughs) i just need to do something simple and i highly recommend this recipe to anyone who needs something simple healthy and yummy it'll be linked down below (laughs) okay guys well that is gonna do it for the (laughs) sorry that was so awkward you guys better be glad you're not on this zoom call or whatever lauren and i's lag is just incredible (laughs) so we'll see how the editing goes on this but that is gonna do it for our first episode of season four thank you guys for just coming back and allowing us to have four seasons of this lauren and i have now been podcasting for half of a year but it feels like longer and we love it and 25 yeah, episodes. that's crazy. So uh, we really appreciate you guys being here, downloading our show. As you've probably heard before, please follow us on Instagram, rate and review us, hopefully five stars on Apple Podcasts, and share us with someone you love. You can do that on social media. You can do it by text, in person. And if you do it on Instagram and you tag us, we will share you and maybe some of our friends from the show can go yeah. follow you too. So that is going to do it. We will see you guys next time. And we hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend. Bye, everybody. Bye.